two. What's up, party people? What's up? What's happening? How are you today? It's a beautiful, blessed day. Blessed be the fruit. No, don't say that. That would make it not a great day if you were living in that world, if you know what I'm talking about. Welcome to the Sneaky Emu. This is episode number 89, I believe, that we're going to call The Longest Shot. The Longest Shot. Mom, thank you so very much for lending an ear. Uh, the Sneaky Emu is a place where we want to discover the wonders of the world, the beauty of God uh, that is ever before us, that sometimes we fail to see and occasionally overlook. That description is a lot. Somebody should have like edited that and, and trimmed it up a little bit. <laughs> you, can, you can only blame myself. You can only blame myself. Uh, so how's things? How's life? Uh, what, what are you up to currently? You're driving, you're running, you sitting peacefully because you've got so much time on your hands that you just don't know what to do with yourself. So you're staring out a window, listening to the soothing sounds of my beautiful voice. What are you up to? I hope it's going well. Um, I had a, had a pretty good weekend, actually. I did some, did some planting, got some stuff done. My wife got me a larger avocado tree. We had a smaller one. The cold, it, it got cold last, last fall, last winter in Florida, quote unquote winter, and it died. Yeah, it was sad. So for my birthday, she got me a, it's probably like a four or five foot tall avocado tree. That's probably, I think, one of the most expensive plants we bought. But I was able to, uh, I, I got that in the ground yesterday. And then I also planted Maybe I talked about this on the, I think so, on the buckaroo. Remember we talked about buckaroo? I went to that gardening thing. I bought a strawberry guava tree, which is awesome. Um, <clears throat> and it's it's pretty big. It's probably like five, six feet tall. And I went to plant it yesterday. And there's like a whole, by the way, there's a whole lesson here that maybe we'll do sometime um, that comes to planting uh, trees and such things uh, and the root system. And the whole thing was, it's, it was essentially what you call root bound. So it was in this big pot and, and I went to like take it out of the pot and the whole thing, it was like, it was like pretty solid, like the dirt and everything was all compacted together. And so I started to like dig it apart and this took, it ended up taking me like a better part of an hour and it had roots within it because, you know, it's a decent sized tree and the roots, um, had like twisted and turned themselves around each other and were completely like bound by that pot. And if I were to plant that in the ground with the roots that way, it would have been bad news. It doesn't allow for the tree to actually grow the way it should be. So I took like an hour undoing the root system and pulling some stuff out and unwinding them so I could stretch them out because uh, that's obviously like the the optimal way for it to grow, obviously, right? So it actually made me think about, oh, this is this is a lot like life and spiritual growth, that sometimes if we stay in the same container or the same way of thinking or we just always do things the way that we've always done them, we can end up um, spiritually, uh, our spiritual growth can be stunted. Do you know what I'm saying? So sometimes we have to exchange and move into a bigger container. Really, what would be best is to plant yourself in the ground 
<laughs> and so do you allow these roots to spread and to move out beyond you know what you would in a tiny pot anyways that's a whole little side subject a whole little side note that we could get into um yeah but maybe maybe that'll be a different podcast so <clears throat> today episode 89 whatever it is we're going to call the longest shot now the thing i'm going to show you or read to you i actually used in a sermon a couple weeks ago but I used it in an entirely different way. Uh, we did a sermon on sin, which is always everybody's favorite topic, but we talked about it through the lens of, you know, the, 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 the term for sin in the, in the Greek text is the word harmartia, which is an archery term, which means to miss the mark. And so I just happened to be looking up, like, what is the world's longest, like, what's the, the world record for the longest recorded archery shot, like bow and arrow, launching an arrow into the sky and, and hitting a target. What What is that? And so I was actually able to find that. Uh, the Guinness World Record for the longest archery shot was from a guy named Matt Stutzman, and it was, uh, 900, it was a 930-foot shot. That's, that's the equivalent of like 310 yards, I think. So he shot a bow and arrow. <clears throat> well, he didn't shoot the bow. He used the bow to shoot the arrow, three football fields, and then to hit a bullseye. And not like an oversized bullseye, <clears throat> like a standard archery bullseye. It's, I mean, it's incredible. Now, the thing that makes it even more incredible than just being the world's longest shot, because at that, at that distance, it's not just like, your normal sense of aiming like you would with something else like if it were 10 or 20 feet away where you just kind of point the arrow at it this is at this distance you're you have to take in so many other factors same thing i, I think with like shooting like the long range like sniper guys you have to take in like the 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 wind speed you have to take in like like the trajectory of your bow like what what angle are you shooting this at i think you even have to consider and be mindful of like the time-space continuum? <laughs> Maybe not, but there's so many factors on a shot of this distance that you have to take into consideration for it to even be a thing. So in the sermon, we talked about it in light of sin, and sin is like missing the mark. And what you see in, in the photos of this guy is that uh, there's actually two arrows on the target. It's There's one in the outer ring of the, the black ring of the bullseye, and then one like in the yellow in the center. And so he missed the mark the first time, which would be in the in the terminology, an archery term would be sin. And so he had to shoot again. So anyways, we were just talking about how a lot of times people have this mindset of sin is like, this is just who we are. <coughs> when really sin is like something you do, you miss the mark. What is the mark? The mark is, well, to live this particular life that is in line with the with the completeness, the fulfillment, the fullness of who God is. So when we don't do that, we said, that's, that was the sermon. You don't need that today. You might have even heard that already. What I want to highlight about this that I didn't use in the sermon, I thought was so fantastic. And it's kind of funny, um, but I'm not, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to make light of it. I want to use it as, as an illustration to get to something else. Okay, so let me read you, read you some of this article. It's from the Guinness World, uh, Book of World Records website. Um, oh, by the way, here's the thing that I didn't tell you about this guy, in case you haven't heard this. Matt Stutzman, 
the guy who hit the world's longest archery shot. He is on the um, like U.S. men's Paralympic team because he doesn't have arms. Yeah, let that sink in. He's an archer with no arms that made the world's farthest archery shot. He actually uses like his shoulders and his feet. It's fascinating. So let me let me, <laughs> let me read you this. He said it says uh, the top Paralympic athlete who was a member of the U.S. Paralympic archery team in 2012 went on to win the silver medal. Competed uh, completed the shot under FITA conditions, whatever that is. Uh, born without arms, the armless archer in quotes. That's that's his name. That's what they call him, the armless archer taught himself to expertly use a bow and arrow using his feet and shoulders. The previous record holder for this title was an able-bodied person. So they're basically saying like, even despite being a para, a Paralympic athlete or whatever, um, the record that he, the title that he won, the record that he just broke uh, is for all people and all the world. So it says, um, Feeling confident before the attempt, Stutzman said, so this is before he sets the world record. He says, I have a lot of dreams. One of my dreams is to break the world record, and that dream will come true today. Okay. He continued. <laughs> I see myself as, as just an able-bodied person. I decided that since my arms weren't going to grow back, I was just going to go forward with everything and not let anything get in my way or stop me from my goals. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I'm not, again, I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing at the confidence and the, uh, it, it's just, it's an incredible, wonderful, there, there's a bit of silliness in it, but he, he goes, <laughs> well, I figured my arms weren't going to grow back. So, uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep moving forward, right? <laughs> there is so much power and beauty in, in this whole thing. This, this is not, this statement can only come from a place of like acceptance and it can only come from a place of confidence. <laughs> the guy has no arms. Again, not laughing at him. I'm laughing at, at there's a lightness and a beauty to what many of us would consider to be tragic and awful. And he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I figure they're not growing back, so uh, better get on with it, <laughs> right? Like there, there's something fantastic about the whole premise and his whole perspective on who he is and what he's able to do. That, that only, this only comes from accepting the thing that is in front of him, right? If if he spent his life uh, in a place of sadness or depression, which I totally get, I totally get, um, it, it, he, he would have nothing to show for it. If he spent his life resisting the thing that he was handed, this, this life in this body, he would be sitting on a couch somewhere just wallowing in his own sorrows and his own misery. But what he chooses to do is that he accepts what is, well, I, I, I can't do anything about it. I, I don't have, I wasn't born with arms. They're not going to go back. I can't do anything about that. 
but I can choose to still move forward. What do you say? I, um, since, since my arms weren't going to grow back, I was just going to go forward with everything and not let anything get in my way or stop me from my goals. Yeah. Okay. So in order to move out of a place in which you may find uh, a bit inconvenient, and in this case, extremely difficult, you have to first accept what is, and it's only through the accepting of what is that you can then move forward. Yeah. So, so much of what I think we do in this life is that we are resisting or pushing back or we are getting upset at certain things that we may or may not be able to change. And then when we resist the thing that is, it actually is a prevention from forward motion. It's, it's, it prevents us from taking the next steps. It prevents us from actually moving out of that realm or taking what is and then using it to some sort of advantage. Right, the refusal to accept what is is actually the thing that's holding you back from a. Uh, uh, I don't necessarily want to say the fullness of life, but the refusal to accept accept what is is what's holding us back from experiencing something beyond the thing we're experiencing. Yeah, uh, in fact, um, there was a. I just finished. I'm probably going to go back through it, reading this book, um, but it, it's. It's so good, and, and I think this guy has, has done a couple of these, and I'm kind of late to the game. You may have heard of this, and, or maybe not. And, and if you come from like a, a, a more traditional uh, view of Christianity, this might not be your speed. <laughs> this may be a little, a, a little uh, maybe a little out there for you, maybe a little bit challenging, but it's called Living Untethered uh, by a guy named Michael Singer. And it, even for me, I'm like, I still, I still have a lot of processing to do. I still have a lot of like thinking through and like trying to, to figure this out. Um, but, but it's so good in light of it's living untethered beyond the human predicament. It's about, um, that's about a lot of things. <laughs> I don't know how to succinctly describe it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, there, there's a whole section early on in the book that really stood out to me about it's called it's not personal and so when we come to a an obstacle a difficulty some sort of adversity in our lives uh he he keeps highlighting this idea that the thing that's going to bring the misery or the thing that's not going to allow you to move forward or the thing that's going to keep you tethered when the goal is to live untethered uh to step into like the a freedom and a fullness of life one of the big aspects is to realize that the things that are happening in front of you aren't personal. It's not the universe attacking you. Some of it's bad choices. Some of it's some things that we have no control over. Like for example, Matt Stutzman, um, I decided that since my arms weren't going to grow back, I'm just going to keep moving forward. Um, but I, but I want to read you a, a couple little highlights of this that I thought was so good. And, and keep in mind, this guy, um, He's, uh, he definitely comes from a, like a, uh, old world type of thinking, right? Like, a more of an evolutionary, uh, based perspective, but he also is, he's very into sciences, but he's also into, um, religions like plural, uh, of all kinds and kind of going like, 
Yeah, guys, there's a lot of stuff here from whatever background you're coming from that's still good and useful and still points us to a, a better understanding of things. Um, let me see. So he's talking about like the history of the world. He's talking about like, uh, you know, from, from an evolutionary perspective and, and whether you believe in this or not, it's, it's okay. I, how do we know? I don't know. Um, whether it's young earth, old earth, whatever. Um, he says, uh, he's talking about like the, the age of the earth. Okay. Like he says, um, you know, he's talking about how if the earth is like 13, 13.8 billion years old, whatever he says, what, what science has discovered about reality should give you more respect for creation, not less. The fact that we are able to explain these phenomenal events that took place uh, should leave you with a sense of awe. Just how it, just look at how it ended up after 13.8 billion years. Dare to look at, dare to look at what's in front of you in this light. Now that you know where it all came from, pay attention. What's in front of you is a very holy thing. All of it. He goes on. Uh, this is our first encounter of what surrender and acceptance really mean. You don't surrender surrender the outside world. You totally accept it. What you surrender is your personal makeup judgment of it. If you were if you were asked whether it's okay, it, if you were asked whether it's okay with you that Saturn has rings, you would probably look very puzzled and say, "What's that got to do with me?" That's a crazy question. The truth is, every single thing is this way. It really has nothing to do with you. It has to do with what, with the forces that cause it to be this way, and those forces stretch back billions of years. The total acceptance of this truth is surrender. You must let go of the part of you that thinks it has the right to like and dislike the result of billions of years of interactions. Surrender is letting go of the part of you that is not living the truth. That is true surrender. Um, eventually, you will come to realize that the moment in front of you is a very holy thing. Our, okay, if it took 13.8 billion years for the moment in front of you to get there, and it took 13.8 billion years for you for you to end up in front of that moment, every moment is indeed a match made in heaven. Nobody else is standing there experiencing exactly what you're experiencing. The truth is no one ever did and no one ever will. That exact moment will never be here again. All moments just keep passing, passing through space and time. You are given a unique show that took billions of years to create. It's right in front of you and you're complaining about it. We all think we have very good reasons to complain. The intention of this journey we are on together is to take away those reasons, whatever they are. The moment in front of you is a gift from creation. Um, let's see, let's see, let me skip that a little bit here. If you believe, okay, okay. People make such a big deal out of science versus God, as if the two are at odds with each other. The real problem is that people don't truly believe either, <laughs> which is great. If you believe that science explains the creation of all things, you would live your life with the constant awareness that everything you are interacting with is emanating from the quantum field, pulling itself together into atoms and molecules, then appearing as the forms they do. You would not like or dislike it. You would be in awe of it. Likewise, if you really believed God was the creator of all things, you would live in awe and appreciation of, of the marvel of the divine creation. You would not like or dislike it. You would be blown away that it even exists. 
Okay, let me skip that out a little bit further. We live in a world that is so perfect, it should constantly blow our minds. But we are so lost in making it all personal that we miss both the greatness of science and the greatness of God. Oh, wait, let me read that again. But we are so lost in making it all personal that we make that we miss both the greatness of science and the greatness of God. Instead of thinking of the moment that the moment in front of you has to be a certain way, you start thinking that it's it's pretty awesome the way it is. In fact, it's amazing that it even exists. From now on, everywhere you look and everything you interact with, be sure to say thank you. Yeah, uh, one more thing here. Um, can you appreciate this truth and understand that you didn't do anything to deserve the trees, the oceans, and the sky? You don't even know where you came from. You're just in there experiencing that. He's talking about like consciousness when he talks about where you came from. Um, you're just in there experiencing this amazing gift unfolding before you. This is spirituality coming into harmony with reality instead of your personal self. This is spirituality coming into harmony with reality instead of your personal self. So a lot of, a lot of really, really great stuff there. Um, but he's going, look, we, we are so self-centered. Um, we are so focused on the self and, and we are so wrapped up in our little worlds that we fail to realize that what it took for the world to happen, whether you lean towards a, you know, a seven day creation or whether you lean towards a 13.3 billion year evolution process, whatever he says, either like basically <clears throat> we have taken this incredible gift that is life and then we've made it all about the self. And the thing that's in front of you, like, it's it's not really for, it's not about you liking or disliking the thing that you're experiencing. There's a different perspective that you can maintain, that you can take on, which says, oh, the thing in front of me is a gift, regardless of what it is. The fact that I get to, that I get to have this breath, that I get to have this heartbeat, that's a gift. And so instead of making every little thing about what has happened to us and to our lives, and, and and like expounding or diving into some sort of drama of the things in front of us, he's saying no. When you back up from this larger perspective, all of a sudden, oh, I, I, I should take the position. I should take the posture of just simply being grateful for the thing that's in front of me. Right? There's a lot in this life that we can't change. There's a, there's a lot in this life that we have absolutely no say in. So either we choose to fight back and push and kick and scream and get upset because things aren't the way that we think where they're supposed to be. Or we go, man, it's a miracle that this moment is even in front of me. It's a miracle that, you know, from, from his perspective, that it's taken 13.8, 13.3 billion years to get to this place. And then from the perspective of science and how the, from the, everything's uh, being generated out of the quantum field, that the atoms and molecules are all coming together into the forms that we know. Like, that's insane. That's incredible. So even if what the molecules and atoms have come together in that moment are not something that's we're super thrilled about, he's like, yeah, but why? That's the wrong perspective. It's not about liking or disliking that moment. It's being in awe of the moment even that that moment even exists. And then he says, from from the God perspective, like if you believe that God really did create all of this, then we should marvel at the divine creation, that from the breath and the mouth of God, that God spoke these things into existence, they are here. The fact that we get to experience them 
is is a miracle. It's phenomenal. Every moment of every day is a gift and is a miracle. The question is always going to be, will you realize it? Will you will you maintain that perspective and that view of the world that you're living in? When it comes to the issues and difficulties that you're facing, a lot there's a lot that you can't change, but it doesn't mean that you can't marvel and wonder and have a sense of awe that the fa- at the fact that that moment even exists. And when you can come to this place, when you can develop this understanding, it actually allows you to have this moment of like acceptance, right? Well, I just figured since my arms weren't going to go back, I'm going to move forward. Um, like Matt Stutzman. If, if there's nothing that I can do about it, then I can't move forward unless I accept what is. Yeah, uh, it, it's not, it actually to me sounds a lot like what is the um, the the prayer from uh, like the recovery prayer, right? That's such a good. Um, let me see. I just had that. I, I want to make sure I get it right. I I have an idea, but I don't want to mess it up. Um, it's like God grant me the strength. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Grant me the strength, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. This to me speaks to acceptance. It speaks to presence. It speaks to uh, acknowledging the gift that is before you. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Matt Sussman cannot change the fact that he has or doesn't have arms. There's nothing he can do about that. But he did choose to accept that as his reality. And then he moved forward from that. Grant me the courage to change the things I can. There are certain things, there are certain behaviors and patterns and ways of thinking and situations that we can, we do have an agency in the world. We can make some adjustments. We can uh, better ourselves, better our lives. We can grow in our knowledge and wisdom. We can practice spiritual disciplines that allow us to learn, uh, that allow us to see things differently, that that allow us to to accept. And then it says, grant us the wisdom to know the difference. Are, are Are we attempting to change the things that we cannot change? Are we putting a lot of effort and energy into something? Are we getting upset and frustrated? Are we getting bitter and sad and depressed about things that we have no control over because if so then you're spending you're wasting a lot of time doing something that's only going to lead you into a negative space it's not that's not going to be helpful that's just running into the brick wall over and over again and then expecting something different and then getting frustrated as to why the brick wall didn't move right so there has to be this wisdom that goes along with it to say this is something that i i can't do much about Therefore, the way that I move forward is by accepting the thing that's in front of me. Yeah. Now, obviously, if you can change something for the better, then you should. And and that's where that wisdom comes from. This is something that I can't affect. This is something that I can affect. And, ha- and so either way, if you begin to understand this and realize this, then it puts you in a position of... Uh, of some sort of growth, of, of spiritual maturity, of uh, 
of finding um, uh, of finding a bit of, of of life in in the middle of life. So grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's a big one. That's a real, real big one. Yeah, there's even um, a scripture, a couple of scriptures um, that, that kind of point towards this idea of, of being in peace, of living, uh, of, of living with a sense of acceptance. Um, you know, you've got things like, uh, uh, Hebrews 12, 12, 14, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone. How do you live in peace with everyone? Because you cannot control or change <clears throat> other people's behaviors, right? You have, we have no authority over how other people live their lives. So therefore, if I continually fight against this, and if I see that there's people uh, who I don't agree with, I can either choose to push back on that and change the thing that I cannot change, which means I'm going to live in a con continual state of disappointment and frustration, or I can learn to accept others where they are at. And by accepting others where they are at, it allows me to have a sense of peace in my own life. And then hopefully by having peace in my own life, it allows me to live with, in peace with others. Um, First Peter five seven. There's a lot of these things that are like this one says, "Cast your anxiety on Him because He cares for you." Okay, so how do you uh, find the serenity for the things you cannot change? One way would be simply to take that care, that frustration, and to give it to God, right? And the more you let go of these things, or in in some other veins of thought, like letting go of that which doesn't serve you. If I if I'm able to let go of this, if I'm able to cast this fear, this worry, this anxiety onto God, if I'm able to take that off of myself and to hand it to God and allow Him to deal with it, uh, it, it provides the space one for an acceptance, for a bit of acceptance, and then two for this greater sense of peace, this calm that I'm able to find despite some of the anxiety. Uh, let me find another one here. There was one that I thought was really, uh, really helpful. Um, I can't find it. I can't find it. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. So anyways, um, still looking. Nope. Never mind. Uh, th there's just so much stuff here. So much stuff here that would be so beneficial and helpful if we could actually begin to wrap our hearts and minds around it. The longest shot in the world was made by a guy with no arms. And when asked about it, he says, yeah, I can't really do anything about that. I'm going to have to accept that that is the reality that I find myself living in. And it's only through the acceptance of this that he's able to move forward with his life, that he takes up this hobby, that he goes through the frustration of learning how and figuring out how to even make this happen. He used, the, he used a great deal of courage to change the thing he could. He accepted what was, understood he couldn't change that, which then gave him the courage to, to move forward to do the thing that he wanted to do. And then in doing so, he became a Guinness World Record holder. <laughs> I mean, that's the goal of all of our lives, isn't it? To get into the Guinness Book of World Records. Like, be honest. Let's let's just be honest here. Didn't you ever? Don't you remember? 
oh gosh, what was it? All the like the book fairs in school, in elementary school, they'd have the book fair, and that was always one of the top ones I always wanted to get. And then if you if your parents were nice enough to actually let you get the book, or or maybe you'd go rent the Guinness Book of World Records at a library. I remember spending so much time not only marveling and awing and gawking at the ridiculous records there were, but then thinking, okay, what is something I can do <laughs> to make it into the book? How, I mean, here's the record for the world's longest fingernails. That's a thing. Longest breath holding, longest jump over a creek. Uh, you know, like it's just all this insane stuff. That's that's a side note to what we're talking about today. We're talking about acceptance. We're talking about wisdom. We're talking about, um, oh, here, here was the other one. I found it. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. The Psalm Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Right? Uh, when we are continually relying on ourselves for making our decisions, for giving ourselves the perspectives uh, on, on the particular events that we face, that is relying on our own understanding. I'm going through this difficult thing. I think it stinks. It's terrible. I can't believe this happened. We get caught up on this. And the, the in Proverbs, he says, no, trust God with all of your heart. When, you, when you're able to live in this manner and, tr and, and to truly trust God with all of your heart, Maybe it allows you to step into this place also of acceptance because I'm trusting God that in this or through this, um, there's going to be something, there's going to be something there. There's going to be something um, that, that, that is going to be beneficial. Maybe there's going to be something, even if I don't understand it, um, by trusting God, it actually allows me to accept the thing that's in front of me. And again, if I can learn to accept the thing that's in front of me, then the thing that I will find is peace thing that I always find is peace. And isn't that, isn't that ultimately what we, what we kind of all want that we, we don't want to, at least I don't know about you. Some people, some people thrive on drama and tension. Um, and really there's a lot of, there's a lot of writings about all this too, but that, that thriving on drama and tension, um, is, it's a symptom of, of something larger, which is, those people are looking for some sense of life and fullness of life, but they're not sure how to find it. And so by um, focusing on or dumping fuel onto the fire, by being like trying to accelerate uh, some sort of drama in your life or you're know, like subconsciously kicking up some drama in your life, um, that's like the unhealthy stand-in for... Uh, the experience of life that you may truly want, which will be found uh, in a healthy way through some sort of peace and acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we often um, put ourselves in these situations that we could very much live in a different way if we were to be mindful of it. Yeah. We, we, we for many people, there's the, the need for human drama is, is deep-rooted within us, but it's always that need for human drama is actually a, a sign of something deeper that we're searching for. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hey, <laughs> whatever you're going through today, start with the idea of acceptance. Start with the idea of remembering that this, the fact that that thing is even in front of you is a miracle. It's a gift. When you learn to accept that thing, 
whatever it may be, that's the place then that you can grow from. That's the place that you can move forward from, right? Rather than resisting, pushing back, kidding, kicking, fighting, screaming, you accept what is for the sake of moving forward. So I think that should do it for today. That's, that's pretty, that's a lot to wrestle with. Yep. Well, figured my arms weren't going to grow back. So, uh, I guess I'll, uh, just keep going. <laughs> uh, so good. It's so good. I'm so grateful for a guy like this. I'm so grateful for Matt and his acceptance to move forward. So grateful. It's the world's longest shot. The world's longest shot. He made a record by starting from a place of acceptance. He made a world record by accepting that his arms weren't growing to go back. Weren't going to grow back. Weren't growing to go back. What? Yeah. He took this thing that many of us would see as a complete tragedy, and he actually made it into something quite beautiful, something inspirational. Yeah, so what is it in your life that you may view as a tragedy that maybe you need to learn to accept so that you can move forward? What is the thing that you need to trust God with rather than using your own perspective, rather than attempting to judge each and every moment and situation as if it's good or bad. I like this. I don't like this. I love what the Michael Singer said about, <laughs> about if someone were to say to you, does, uh, hold on, let me find it again, just because it's so silly, but so, such a good point. Um, about Saturn having rings. Uh, it took it took thirteen point eight billion years for this moment to get here. Every single thing, uh, every single thing happens exactly as it did. But I don't like it. That's funny. That's like saying you don't like that Saturn has rings. It doesn't. It's not personal. There's nothing. <laughs> most of it doesn't really have anything to do with you. It's not personal. If we were to keep that in mind, maybe the world's longest shot for you would be possible. Of course, that's a metaphor for something. Something else, something else good and great you could do with your life if you realize that most of the adversity that we face really isn't personal. It's not about it's 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 not about you. So embrace the fact that it's a gift and that you have this gift of life that you can be faced with things. All right, my friends, let's call that a day. Let's call it good. I feel like I'm starting to to to, to circle and ramble a little bit more than <laughs> more than usual. Oh gosh. All right, this has been the Sneaky Emu, episode number 89, the longest shot, the longest shot, learning to accept what is for the sake of moving forward. Um, thanks for listening. God bless, and we will talk to you. Oh, wait, I'm sending you all the love and peace in your general direction. I always want to do that because that's important. My open prayer is that you will learn to accept what is, that you'll be present, and that you will see each and every moment as a gift. All right, we will talk to you later. We're here to unlearn Teachings of the church and the state